0: Welcome to Fireside Nets, the number one podcast for Brooklyn Nets news, information, reactions, and so much more. I'm Spen. Pete is off this week with a non-COVID illness, wishing him a speedy recovery. But I'm not alone as I am joined by wh- I thought was a recurring guest. It turns out I'm just I'm just an idiot. Uh not a recurring guest. First time on the show. Saint at Saint Net1 on Twitter or a co-host of Nets Kingdom on YouTube. What's going on, man? Welcome, not back to the show, but welcome to the show for the first time.
1: Well, kind of. I, I was on Peter's show, so yeah, kind of. All right. I was halfway there. But no, I'm good, man. As you can see, I'm in my uh witness protection outfit. Uh trying to not let anybody know I'm a Nets fan right now. Uh it is embarrassing, but I'm good, man. And I'm glad to be here. Reoccurring, non reoccurring, future
0: reoccurring. Let's future do future yes. reoccurring. Now, now, Saint, you know, you're you're in Whitsack because of the uh because of the Brooklyn Nets. Before we get started, uh, we have an unofficial sponsor of the show. Uh Fireside Nets is brought to you by FireJacquesVaughn.com. Uh go there for all your latest head coach of the Brooklyn Nets news, information reactions, and so much more. FireJacquesVaughn.com, unofficial sponsor of the show. Okay, now we can get into basketball. I'll
1: match all donations. You met you drop a hundred, I'll drop a hundred. I'll match all donations. <laughs>
0: Uh, I I, want to get started with this, with this basketball game from last night. Saint, um, you know, just when you think that it can't get more painful in terms of losing the Nets find a way. I I thought Charlotte earlier this year was as bad as it was going to get. I was kind of wrong. Um, they lose in overtime, 96, 95 to the heat. So much to, to just cover on this one. Where do you want to start?
1: to be honest with you, I don't even care about game breakdowns right these days. Like, 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 honestly, like I'll give you a breakdown, but it will be the same breakdown of every game that we, have these heartbreakers where you have these stretches where maybe it's the first half where we're playing outstanding, the ball is flowing defense. Like you, you think, Oh, okay. They're, they're either getting it together on their own or they finally have grasped JV's plan that he always says they haven't quite hit grasp and it's like and then you get excited but then the halftime comes and then dismal third quarter and then I feel like I don't even care about who's in the fourth anymore because it feels like it's JV's fourth quarter the man finds you amazing ways to potentially lose a game yeah were there other outs there last night in that that non-challenge non-timeout debacle yeah by and large that is like it, it, it that's how they go like I don't even need to get into like player breakdown it's just like it's the same thing over and over like I'm so tired of doing spaces
0: yeah normally we'll cover the last three or four games on the net schedule this is the only game we're covering I, okay. I, I don't okay. want to talk you know, you about.
1: I'm not the best at game breakdowns, so you please like save. Well, well the- here,
0: here's what I want to talk about, right? Because I'm I'm not a stats guy, as the listeners yeah, sure know. Uh, yeah, I'm an eyes eyes test guy, right? The eye test yesterday. What did the eye test tell me, Saint? It, it told me that Spencer Dinwiddie wants to get as far away from Brooklyn as possible. Now we've pretty much known this, but if you watched him <laughs> last night. It, it was almost more evident than, than ever. Uh, just overall reaction to him just kind of calling it quits before he's actually dealt with the broken nets.
1: Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest. Uh, you had Jay from BK on here. He's tweeted about it. He's talked about it. I mean, he was saying this stuff two months ago. He was telling us how unhappy, how there was a conversation with, with contracts, stuff that wasn't immediately dropped out where like, We knew this, you know, yeah, we're not going to go run and blabber it out. But now that it's out, like it can be talked about. But like he did drop something like that two months ago. So and there was a time maybe probably a couple weeks ago and I saw Dinwiddie on the bench and dude just was gone. And I knew it was it right there. Like it didn't matter how many Harden games he has from here on out. Like the dude's checked out and he feels like you saw his Instagram. You know, you can read into that all you want today. You know, but it falls in line with what you were told originally. You know, like what Jay had mentioned. So there, there, the the all the stars are lining up, and dude is checked out. Dude is miserable, and he wants to go. And, and this is the one guy that, like, I don't think a lot of teams are going to be clamoring for in comparison to Royce and DFS. So you got a time bomb here. It's either going to get uglier, and he's going to start saying stuff. But last night, yeah, like. It's done, man. He should not be starting.
0: Dinwiddie, uh, the post that Saint is referring to on Instagram, Dinwiddie posted a picture of him in a Nets uniform, uh, looking up. That they're they're about to announce the starting lineup, and he wrote, "If you entertain a lie long enough, it will start to sound like the truth." In quotes. So let's. Uh, what Ooh. is he is he talking? Is, is he saying we're lying and he's entertaining that or? Well. I don't, that's what I'm trying to understand.
1: The the easiest thing I can say right off the bat, what's the picture of him in the Brooklyn Nets looking up my first initial thought when I read that was this guy was probably given a story a long time ago about being part of the Brooklyn Nets for, for life. It's his second stint. I'm sure there were some kinds of conversations about welcome back. We're going to get you in. And then you fast forward to contract negotiations. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking this guy was sold the story about you are a Brooklyn net till the end and we're going to reward your loyalty. You know what I'm saying? You saw how they traded him the first time and the words they were using about how we're going to take care of you. We take care of our players. It's not always about us. Yeah.
0: Um, you know how when you click on an Instagram post, you can see who's tagged. <laughs> Uh-oh. Sean, Sean Marks isn't tagged here. Is it or is no? He isn't. Oh, yeah. if if I mean if the, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, right? Like if, if your narrative was accurate, if I click on this picture, Sean Mark's page should just pop up. His probably private page that might or might not exist. Um, yeah, that was so so that was the first thing I noticed in the game yesterday for a guy who's had some really, really good highs with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, that was- I, these these are some bad lows. Yeah. That's, you might have caught right.
1: a you might have caught a speaker saying something that wasn't me, but <laughs> but go on and I apologize if
0: I interrupt Um you. no, you're you're good. And I want to start with the bad stuff because I feel like the, the there were a few decent things to take away from this game. And I don't want to overlook you know Mikhail's defensive performance or Claxton showing up in that first half and like to make that more consistent. Cam Thomas getting some buckets. We'll talk about the good stuff. But the second thing, uh Cam Johnson, I want to get into this because For a few games, and and these were like the games we were losing, we were just not in. Cam Johnson was our most consistent player for a minute. He was hitting his shots, uh, but we were losing by like 20, 30. So who really cares when you're the best player on a shit team? We were in that game yesterday, and Cam Johnson in so many ways shot us out of that game. He could not buy a bucket. Jacques Vaughn goes back to him in the third quarter when the Heat made their run. He goes back to him in the fourth quarter for like two minutes before probably checking Twitter and putting Cam Thomas back in uh, because he just came in. I think he was one of three. He took three shots. The two he missed were ugly three-pointers. The Heat made a run. Vaughn was like, okay, everyone on Nets Twitter is telling me to put in Cam Thomas. I might as well listen to them. Uh, just overall thoughts on, on Cam Johnson and how he's looked these last few games.
1: I, You know, I'm trying to figure out, what's going on with just not just Cam Johnson, but it's like a lot of players at certain points in the season. And I don't know if it's more player. It, it, it is a real tough thing. Sometimes to decipher between is it player or is it, is it the coaching and coaching scheme that keeps these guys from really getting in the zone? You talk about the eye test. We've seen multiple times how none of these guys, when you look at where they were in their previous teams, how they were utilized and how effective they were, which has made them attractive to begin with. You throw that out the window. And in some ways you are doing that with CJ, right? Like, and again, here we are in a position. We, we did it with Joe Harris. We did it with Seth Curry. We did it with Patty Mills. And I I could go down the lines of players that were put in positions and asked to do more than they are capable of doing. And he just might be one of those players. Um, it just it, it it's tough, man it, it, it is tough to watch. I think I think CJ is struggling a little bit. I think he's in his head. Um, obviously dude was hurt. There's got to be some of work back from that but but quite honestly, this organization and, and I'll say this last thing, this organization and whatever coaching game plan that they have is basically making it almost impossible sometimes for these players to get get on a roll outside of them just ignoring whatever he's yelling from the sideline while chewing gum and stroking his beard and just taking it on their own their own uh, their own choice so it's tough to watch man because I like CJ uh, and I know he can do better I know he can play better I know Macau can play better I know a lot of these players can play better than what they are
0: yeah I uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Minus 13 from Dinwiddie, minus 12 from Cam Johnson. Those were two of the worst plus minuses from any starter in, in that game. Everybody else, uh, it was it was within like minus four, minus four minus one. So those two guys really hurt us. And my, my only issue with CJ Saint is we gave him a, a nice fat contract for a guy who's essentially an elite 3 and D player. And, um, you know, you talked about a system last year in Phoenix. Like, yes, yeah, the first guy off the bench, and, uh, or a few years ago, I guess, is the first guy off the bench when you had CP3, you had Booker, you're getting the second unit. Life was probably a little bit more easy for him. Uh, but as, as the number two, number three, you know, he's supposed to be that, that number two scorer in that starting five. It, it's been inconsistent, and it's been way too high, way too low. I saw Billy Reinhardt, I, I think, tweet that you know his his numbers aren't terrible Cam johnson it's just the highs are way too way too high way too low It's it's just too volatile um yeah i i don't know it for some reason the fact that you know we paid him and we're bought into him as our future every miss just stung not much more yesterday. maybe that was just me well see
1: and that's the thing like if you look at their averages people were even upset when when these guys were hitting their averages and i i i think a large part of <laughs> like, yeah, CJ is not playing to our expectations and probably to his own expectations and probably to the team's expectations. With that being said, it, it just, there's a lot of times these guys have gotten to what their their averages are in games and people still crap on them like they had a crappy game. And it's like, but it's the other thing. It's like, we need to take a l- large step down of where we are placing these guys in in comparison to other stars on other teams. And it's like, we're watching that right now where we're really getting a large look at like what these guys are capable of when it's there, when it's on them. And uh, we have a lot of guys that are good at a lot of things, but not the one thing we desperately need right now. And that's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Consistency. And, uh, you know, this was, this was a game where we looked great in the first half. We looked terrible in that third quarter Fourth quarter, we're able to to hang around, get get into overtime. You know, some some clutch free throws by Mikael Bridges and Cam Thomas down the stretch. Um, we get to overtime, and we got to talk about these these final two moves by Vaughn. So, Heat down one, Butler to the rack. Looks like a clean strip by Dennis Smith at Jr. At first glance, you know, heat of the moment. I'm, if I'm a ref, I'm not calling that. They blow the whistle. Immediately Smith goes, review that. does does the sign looks at Vaughn, review that, review that. Vaughn turns around, looks at his tablet, doesn't t- chooses not to. not to review it. Butler hits both. heat go up one with eleven point something seconds left. No timeout from Vaughn. Nets bring up the ball. mikhail gets a you know, a, a tough running jumper over essentially three heat, misses it. The Nets lose the game. What did you think about Vaughn's decision not to challenge that call? And then we'll get to him not using the timeout shortly after that.
1: Okay, so my initial thought when I saw that first play by by uh, Dennis on on Butler at first glance, I was like, "Yo, what?" Then when they zoomed in before he got all ball, he did get all hand. I I just that's what I saw, right? And then I just let it go, and I'm like, "Ah, like whatever." And you know, I was kind of like, "No, nah, I don't think they're going to challenge this," because I, I just. I, I don't know. I just didn't feel good about the challenge. But then when 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 we got the ball and and Mikal's out and he's about to bring it in, I was like automatically in my head I'm like, "Yo, he's going to call a timeout. Cool. We got 10 seconds left. That's plenty of time to come up with something. You you I mean, plenty of time. Why waste a, Why waste how many what if they had decided to do a full court press? I'm not I'm not saying that would have been the smart. But I'm just saying what if they did that, right? Like then you're fighting to get the ball across and you hope maybe somebody's lucky down there it just like everybody looked confused nobody looked like they knew what was about to happen you have a player yelling why didn't you call the timeout or something like that it just that's what i would have loved to happen now also you do call the challenge whether you lose it or not You're getting a timeout. You get to center your guys. You get to talk to your guys. You maybe throw a little thing out there. Hey, maybe you say, you know what? You guys were about to just run. Let's do that. But now we're starting here. We're starting... You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing. Just... You didn't even give your team a chance to... Dude, you're one game... It's a one-point game with 10 seconds. And you're like, fuck it. Let's go. It just... I mean, I don't know. I
0: mean, I, I just... Here's the thing that I saw Dennis Smith Jr. is one of the leaders on this team, right? He's really, he's really proven himself these last few weeks for the Brooklyn Nets. He's pretty much taken Dinwiddie's job at the end of games. Yes. He is, he is saying, he's also defensively, he's one of the best players on your team. Even if he fouled him, (laughs) Saint, if that's your guy, you challenge it. You don't turn around and look, Dennis Smith Jr., you're one of the leaders on this team. You want me to challenge it? Done. All right, by the way, if if you're wrong, which you very well might be, let's let's go over this play, what I think we should do. Th- there isn't another thing to do if you're if you're going to call that timeout after he makes, you know, both both free throws, or you want to see what happens take it before the free throws because I guarantee Miami, you know, they're going to go over a defensive game plan, but they're thinking about Jimmy Butler making those shots. That that is yeah. a variable in the game. So, draw something up you know, your star player, Mikhail Bridges, looked like he didn't know what to do that last possession. how How does that happen? This isn't
1: j v basketball. This is the NBA. I just don't like his responses either, man. It was just like every time somebody asked him a question about it, it was like, yeah, I just I couldn't have drawn up a better play. I don't think I could. it's like just hearing that, like I don't think I could have drawn up a better play than what I saw when we failed that's what i heard he didn't say the failed part but it's like uh, that's what i heard was oh you saw you could not have drawn up a better play than what failed you, you haven't watched mccall bridges bring the ball up how many games are we at now Sven?
0: yeah it was uh, like, uh how
1: many times have we watched him bring up the ball initiate a drive and give up the ball beyond clean like just the dude has kd handles this season like he KD had a couple Seasons ago where he kept giving up the ball. It's like, but yeah, no, you couldn't have done any better than that. You're right. I'm sorry.
0: No, you're good. Not to mention the guy out of timeouts, they usually draw pretty good plays for him, right? Yeah, no, I, uh by the you're way, you know. Kevin <laughs> Kevin Ollie couldn't have
1: handed you something and said, you know, run this shit. Right. Um, sorry.
0: You know, you're good. You, you talked about, you know, Vaughn not being able to draw something up better than that. I drew a bunch of scribbles on a piece of paper, <laughs> yeah. and you know what, Saint? I couldn't draw up anything better than this. I apologize.
1: I saw. I see where you put Cam Thomas for the for the game winner. I see that. You see I that. See,
0: I did. Um. All right. So the Nets are what? They're sixteen and twenty-three now. Is is that the record that we're going with? Sixteen and twenty-three. Yeah. Uh with a, with a trade deadline that's less than a month away. We've seen a few names out there. You know, I, I want to hear your thoughts on some of these names, how they might look in a Brooklyn jersey. Let's start with Hawks guard DeJounte Murray. I like DeJounte
1: Murray. However, is he better than Spencer Dinwiddie? Yes. Um, is he better than a couple of guys, a handful of players? Yeah. My, my only concern with DeJounte is I feel like you're putting another similar player to a bunch of players we already have. And I don't know. I'm not. I don't like he is a great player, but he's not like, let's be honest. What is he? What is he average? I, see That's the one thing I I tried to watch him in the game the other day when the Hawks played. And they it, like dude was every time I go to watch, he wasn't playing. But I don't have a problem with it. As long as you're moving these other contracts, as long as you're getting rid of the Dinwiddie's, the Royce's, potentially DFS, even though I don't want him to go, I understand his value, I understand his age, I get it, he may not fit long term for us just because of where we're at, I get it. If you move a bunch of these contracts and get back you know, some picks and lower assets, like yeah, somebody like him does make sense to throw in there. I could live with that because I'm not convinced Ben Simmons is coming back anytime soon consistently. Right. He'll come back. But I think it's only a matter of time before he goes back down. So I'm not opposed to it. The money doesn't really the money. I don't think his contract's that terrible, Mm -hmm. quite honestly. No. So I'm open. Like if you would. Would I love game superstar? Yes. But I'd much rather have somebody like Murray's contract if we're going to be staying where we're at, because you could still move it down the line.
0: So on the Hawks this season, Murray is playing the second most minutes on the team. He's averaging twenty point eight points per game, four point eight rebounds and four point eight assists per game. And the assist numbers is obviously not higher because Trey Young's the point guard. Murray is playing out of position on this Hawks team. Um, Two point one turnovers per game. Okay. Here's here's what I think of Dejounte Murray. Uh, a few years ago, I think it was right after maybe the Nets lost to the Bucs in that series. I called in to uh, Geo and Boomer and Geo. I think it was Boomer and Geo at the time, nice. and I said the Nets. I said the Nets need some dogs on this team, guys. They need a PJ Tucker. They need some dogs. If I take away one thing from Dejounte Murray's young career, he's one of those dogs, man. He's hungry. Like you never have to question effort with him. You know, he gets angry. He gets pissed off. I love that clip from a few years back, Saint. Of a uh, Harden trying to walk into him and he just shoves yeah, him yeah. out of the way. And yeah, he, like, yeah, yeah. That was great. I love guys like that that will challenge the Hardens, the Kyries, the Kevin Durant's just three guys that came to my head. Um, I love players that will challenge you, you know and 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 fight like that. So yeah, and uh, they have it
1: and they have an adequate level of skill to back up,
0: exactly, exactly. And he's probably yeah. better than any guard we have, you know, with the exception yeah. of maybe Cam Thomas. So um I like the move too for the right price. That would that would be you know the easiest and, and make most sense trade because I agree. I don't think you're gonna have to give up too much for DeJounte Murray right now. The Hawks are, are trying to clean house anyway. Yeah. And it
1: only seems to happen, I think, if if more like if you if they're gonna get into a bidding war with him, then yeah, that's their way. I think they're gonna play that card too. I mean, we're not the only ones that potentially are interested in or would entertain him. We've heard numerous teams, Miami, LA. Like you know, who, there's always a dark horse team somewhere that slides New, in. And, New York. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to it because he's still a, a young enough kid. He still has decent amount like a, a, a contract you can work with. Like you said, he's better than any guard. You look at the numbers and he's playing with Trey. You know those are going to go up. Does he fit? Do, do I have? I and this is my reluctance to any question you ask me about any player. I see how they are now. How are they going to be when they come here and they get a nice run with JV and his thing and Sean Marks and how they handle? That's what makes... I need a player that can come in and withstand that. That's what I need. If he can do that,
0: let's go. It's it's funny you bring that up because... You know, we 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 and by the way, show is sponsored by fire dot com. That's firejockvaugh.com, uh, unofficial sponsor of the pod. Um, you talked about Mikhail after that heat game voicing, you know, you gotta call a timeout there. And there have been moments in pressers where like he's been a little bit, you know, upset with some Jacques Vaughn decisions. Cam Thomas obviously gets asked every single game about coming off the bench. You know, I know that we blame the big three um in and, and, and kD and and and, Harden and them a lot for and and Kyrie for everything they did and rightfully so. Um, I'm not taking blame away from from the superstars that came to Brooklyn and left. But at some point, you know, if Mikhail's getting upset, Mikhail Bridges was the happiest, go-lucky, most <laughs> friendly, just loves basketball. like even on a bad day, he's smiling. If you break him emotionally and mentally, whatever you want to call it, Oh, that's not a good track record for Sean Marks and Jock Vaughn. And and Cam Thomas, we already know, has been unhappy. And you guys got you got guys like Claxton and Spencer Dinwiddie. Like at some point, if all your players start to get unhappy, maybe it's not the players at some point. Could you repeat that
1: like five times and each time you repeat it, get louder and louder? Um, I've said it since the beginning of the season. I was never one of those people that really jumped all against the players or all against the front office. There was enough drama to always go around. There always is. It's never that one sided, especially in sports. Sometimes it is, but most of the time it's not when a team is struggling. But now they're all gone, you have no cover. Sean Marks and JV, like it's like you can't at some point, it's like if the fan base is aware of the quality and level at which the players you have acquired and you also have players that we we really have no idea where they're going to end up. Right. You see a set of skills similar to somebody else you kind of hope and wish. But at the end of the day, it's like right now what I'm watching to me is not so much the players, even though they are playing bad. It's like, I, I quite honestly think Sean Marks and JV and that whole whatever magical plan that they have and, and Josiah is what's getting exposed right now. And hopefully they don't get a free pass somehow. They gave themselves free pass after the big free, but there's no more of those. So it, we're gonna see. You are—we We are going to see what, what, what Sean Marks is made of Because to me this is redemption Like, hey, Sean Marks came in Knocked it out of the park Made a lot of us happy But you haven't been so rosy since then, dude And you've got to like you, You've got to re either reclaim it Or admit that your grand vision When you came here Needs to change Because that's the other thing I see a consistent inability to change From whatever random ass vision you had When you got here it's the same thing since he got here. So sorry for being long-winded, but.
0: No, you're, you're absolutely good. I think uh, I think a good portion of Nets fans would agree with you. I think that Sean Marks' fan base, as loyal to them as they are, I think it's depleted a little bit. I think uh, his, his staunch supporters are few and far between at this point. Um, and you
1: saw Nets Daily post all the coaching experience. Did you see
0: that? <laughs> I did. Very interesting. You know, Net, shout out to Nets Daily. That's a, uh, you know, former guest of the pod, but yeah, that was, that was interesting. Um, you if know, next, next turn,
1: then you might be on to something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nets uh, the, the, the other, the only other potential trade option, you know, that we've all seen out there. It's, it's not surprising. It's the Donovan Mitchell move. Uh, personally, I don't think it makes sense. You're gonna to have to give up way too much for him. If you can get him for the right price, great. You know, pair him and McHale. That might not, it's not gonna save this season, but it might save next season. And and maybe you can you can build a team around those two guys to be good with a different coach. Uh, what do you think about Donovan Mitchell playing in Brooklyn?
1: I'm not opposed to it either, but I don't think it makes sense right now. A Cavaliers are playing very well which also means his what they're going to ask for him is going to be much more than it would be, say, if they were playing crappy. Or, hey, say they get towards the end of the season, they sputter out, they're out in the first round, right? We've already heard rumblings that he he kind of wants to not be there, right? Like, you know he would love to be in New York. You know that. That's without a shadow of a doubt. Whether it's with the Knicks or us, whatever. I think he makes more sense to revisit in the offseason. When you, if, if Sean Marks has moved on from all those expiring contracts and if Sean Marks pulls a miracle and moves on from Ben Simmons up in the off season, right? Maybe he gets a team to take that big expiring contract. It changes, it opens and things up. I think it's better to revisit. I'm not opposed to it. I just think it would cost way too much right now of how he's playing. And we just saw him spank us. Silly. Forty what? 42, 44 points or something in, in Paris. So it's like, nah, I, I would like him and I wouldn't mind it, but you got some work to do before you even add add him to the mix, quite honestly.
0: Yeah, he was phenomenal in Paris. He must be a huge fan of croissants and uh love, I guess. Um and- any other – love is big in France, right? People go there, they fall in love. It's uh, it's a theme yeah, over there. Hey,
1: are you glad that Ben Simmons is making the West Coast trip? Because how bad would that have looked that he flew all the way to Paris and then didn't make the – way? I don't know if he's going to be, like, actually play. That's going to be interesting to see. But if he doesn't, you know that's the only reason he's on the West Coast trip.
0: Oh, 100%. He, he wanted to go to Paris. <laughs> I uh, I completely agree. I mean, could you blame him? Like, I, I no, probably I Hey guys, my the nerve in my back—it's—it's it's actually feeling a little bit better. Can you guys send me on a twelve-hour, thirteen-hour flight to Paris? And I'll, yeah, I'll you fine. know
1: that third-string masseuse that's in the locker room that got to go? Yeah, same thing. They're like, I'm going.
0: Uh, we, we, we can get into Ben Simmons. Um, can, I, whatever I, you want, man. I I wanted to talk about Ben Simmons. I have this segment here. It just says talk about Ben Simmons because I don't even know how to, how to talk about it anymore. Like I don't want to be a negative jerk and say he's never going to play again. Cause obviously, you know, clearly the guy wants to play. And I also like getting on the hype train and, and and trying to be excited for his return. Like you just have to be someone who's, who's unstable mentally to do that, to have that. Yeah. He's going to just return to, to old Philly, Ben Simmons. Like that's not practical either. So how do we talk about this? Are we just are we just wishing the guy a speedy recovery and, and for him to get back on the court and play the game he loves?
1: Well, I guess you have to decide which Ben Simmons type fan you are. You have a and I and I I'm going to talk to you later, Joel. But I'm going to use Joel Brewer in your chat for example. He is obsessed with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can do no wrong. One of my space co-hosts, Brandon. You, you talked about he signed. You know. Uh, um pete sideline well so is brandon brandon's been away from the team indefinitely until (laughs) until ben returns and it's like so you have that fandom guys absolutely love him and hey i don't i don't I, i don't hate on that he what like if he was still philly ben then these i would be like hey go for it but i'm i'm also not one of the fans where it's just like i i never like there's other things when you found out about what happened to his with his family situation outside of basketball and you factor that in and then whatever went on in Philly. Right. I try to separate that crap from the back issue. Right. Cause right now I'm sitting in the chair for the first time since January 2nd. Cause I had my, um, I had a back surgery almost same exact as Ben's. Mine was like a lower D, de- uh, lower lumbar decompression, something science. Right. Same thing, nerve impingement, the whole nine yards. So it's like shooting pains, your your L4, L5, it's terrible. Like, so he essentially had the same surgery and has the same symptoms that I have. So I know it's painful and people don't want to hear that. Right. But it's true. It's like, and the worst thing you can do is try to play through it. Sometimes you would probably have a couple games that he would, but by and large, it's not the best thing to do so. Where I'm at with Ben, I'm not going to hate on Ben. I know that from what I saw this season, since he started and since he hasn't been in, we were a better team with him. Say what you want about him, but we were actually playing better when Ben was, here, when ben was healthy this season. That doesn't mean I don't want him to leave. The reason why I want him to leave is because just like Cashman said about Stanton, injuries are part of his game. That is going, in my opinion, that is going to be Ben Simmons until he re- retires. Take his latest interview. He even comes out and tells you, dude, I don't know if I can do this again. Like, I thought about leaving, but I'm not going to quit. So I honestly think dude is really going to try and give it a go. But I would not be surprised if he deals with the same stuff he's dealt with the last two years for at least the next couple of seasons. I think dude's going to call it a call it a career and just go be a Twitch streamer and make his money somewhere else, but I, I don't, I, I want him to be healthy for various selfish reasons. A, I want him to be healthy. So another team goes, Hey, we'll take him." Selfish reasons. But at the same time, I don't wish that on anybody because losing your back at what is he 20? That's terrible. Dude. You should be losing it at my age in my forties. Not, not, not his age, but anyway, go on.
0: No, I, uh, I am I'm, I'm in the same boat in terms of having a different perspective. I personally didn't have back surgery, but my wife, she had it earlier this year, uh, before she had the surgery, she was in so much pain. It hurt to walk. It it, it hurt to get in a car, it hurt to do everything. And then, you know, recovering from that surgery, uh, she had it what four or five months ago. She's not a hundred percent. There are days nope. where, where she's sore, where it hurts, where, I mean, it sucks, and uh, you know, she's also in her late 20s, she's also not in the NBA. She, <laughs> she has a desk job, so she she's can get also away not with guarding him. LeBron James on a the- exactly. <laughs> so my I, I I agree with you. It's a it's a fucked up injury to come back from, it's a messed up surgery, and like he's gonna have you know, even when he's better. He's never going to be playing full seasons again. That's just never going to happen. Yeah. So like he, he's going to be one of those guys. Let's say he gets let's he gets back to, you know, 30 35 minutes a game, he's going to need rest days. And and there are going to be people who hate on him. Those people are uneducated and they should learn about, you know, the symptoms and and recovery from back surgery. Yeah. Um you my know, expect right,
1: Yeah, you right there before I yeah. use the yeah. thought. Sure. You know what the NBA should do, especially with our sitting debacle and how we threw that game and all that? Yeah. And then you look at like player rest. I think if you, as a player, Ben Simmons, perfect example, should be able to prove to the league his medical condition, that that should afford teams to have a set amount of rest games for the season. Because a, you can't tell me having thirty to fifty million dollars worth of players on the bench at any given time is not good for the NBA or the or. So allow teams to do that, so you can they can be a little bit more strategic. Because say 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 he started the season and he played played the whole first month, no issues, and then you got like a tough schedule coming up. You know what? I'm sorry, but I'm sitting bed. Like I mean, and and there he has no injury, but this is all related to this. That to me would solve a lot of problems, and I think fans would be a little bit more understanding, especially with dude. And I'm not talking about you. And that's why you set like a certain amount of date, like a certain amount of games, so that a team can't abuse it. But I also think you could put a cutoff date so you can't just try to manipulate. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That that was just the thought of what you said, because he's a person that is as long as we have him, it's, 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 uh, you know, what, what is that? Soft gloves, Hendry, like everything. We got to have soft gloves with everything we do with him.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, get a doctor's note, right? Have the NBA send an unbiased doctor to you know talk to the Nets doctor, and and those are his rest days, right? And and I, I think yeah. that makes sense. That's a lot better than this load management bullshit. Um, yeah, yeah. My, I mean, my expectations for him coming back, if he can be like the seventh or eighth guy in our rotation, I'll be happy. You know, that's that's where I'm at. I just I just want to see him back on the court. I don't. I, he's not. If he can be our floor general in the starting five, awesome. That's probably where he'll be. But I, I even like if if you know Vaughn decides when we move on from Dinwiddie to start Dennis Smith and 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 start with Simmons off the bench, I'm okay with that. Like ten to fifteen minutes a game, just just giving a spark. I mean, the other thought, if it
1: worst case scenario, you don't like Ben stays and we're doing this thing that we're talking about worst case scenario is you get a, you get another point guard that can, that can handle handle stuff is like a legit point guard. Um, And then you, you, he becomes your bench guy to stay healthy. I, I I mean, it's, it's like, my thought is either you start him and run him, And I know eventually he's going to get hurt or you try your best and, and, and experiment. And then this is, if you have the personnel to do that right now, they don't, Uh, they can try their best, but, yeah, maybe you entertain him being on the bench. You know, J- JV says it all the time, right? How many times have JV said with Cam Thomas? Oh, it doesn't really matter when he but who starts or when they starts because you know, I usually let him sit 8 minutes and then he's in for the rest of the game. So does it really matter that he starts? Right.
0: Right. You're absolutely right. Um So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's Hope hope Ben gets well soon. Uh, I'm excited to see him back on the court. Uh, probably just playing for fun because I don't know if this Nets team is, is even going to make the playing tournament at this point. Um, Saint, I wanted to know, on this roster, who do you think if there's anybody that's untouchable, that you're just trade deadline comes and, and you're not moving this guy? Who are those players on the Brooklyn Nets, if any?
1: It's funny you say that. Put a tweet out. Uh, I think like, Yeah. My tweet was, I wonder if there's any one player on the Nets that all can agree should not be traded. Does that player exist? Have they been seen a post? I've seen a post for every single player. Like, literally everybody's been traded on this team. Like, but to be honest with you, when I look at our, our, our team and I look at the caliber players we have on it, to me, Cam Thomas is the one with the highest ceiling, in my opinion, at the current moment. I don't think McCall is going and CJ are going to be much better than they are now. Um, I definitely think they could get, uh, you know, Mikhail can definitely get a lot more consistent. I think he can improve some, but I'm just, I don't see that ceiling uh, outside of Cam really rising that much for anybody else on the team too much. So for me, there are no untouchables right now. And, and, and I I am open to any conversation from any team, depending on who the player is from now until eternity. And and it just, a large portion of that is because it, it it has been shown time and time again that we have had every caliber, caliber, I can never say that word, caliber of player under the sun the last four or five seasons. And it's been the same song and dance. And it clearly you do not know how to operate and handle said players. So for me, I would like players to stick around. I'd like Lonnie Walker to stick around. I'd like Trendon to stick around. I'd like Cam to stick around. I'm kind of iffy on Clax. Um, but there's a handful of players I'd like to see stay. But I, you know, no, if somebody gives me a better deal and it's for McCal or, I'm sorry, say you came along and you said, here's Luca and they we threw Cam in there. And Macal, like, dude, I'm throwing everybody in. I don't care. Like, I've just, I've become unattached. I love the team, I always will, but I, this team has, has no identity. I've fallen in love with certain players on the team, but as a whole, no.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a really, really thorough, smart answer. And I'm trying to think of a case for any one guy, and you, and you can't. Like, you really can't. Both our centers.
1: Jalen Wilson. I haven't right, but yeah, you're gonna move. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but they're not even playing.
0: (laughs) If anything, Jalen Wilson's value has gotten better in like the limited amount of time he's got. Um, Dude, he looks like an
1: all-star right now. And Clowney, we all misjudged Clowney. We all misjudged him. I'm not saying you, but by and large, oh, I I misjudged. I misjudged.
0: Yeah, I'm. Listen, I was one of those guys on Twitter. Yeah. A- after summer league, you know, he had a bad game and I trashed yeah. him. Listen, when Benyama had a bad game and I trashed him, we're all prisoners of the moment. It's hard not to be. Yeah. Um, exactly. did, you saw the Clowney poster shout out sports center, top number one play Noah Clowney on the long Island nets.
1: He's going to be a good, I, I hope, uh, I hope my hope for after the deadline, when Mark's, and I'm gonna just good energy. Marks trades away all those expirings and we free up space. And he doesn't really bring too many players that demand the time, but some 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 good ones for us. I would like to see the influx of Jalen Wilson, Watford, Giles. Uh, I would like to see if they're because I I'm, I'm even convinced potentially that's the other thing. We have to be prepared that some of these guys. These one year guys, all these great guys we picked up in this offseason, are a couple of them might might get thrown into uh to a trade, depending on who and what it is. Right. And I'm pretty sure there's not too many untouchables on this team, even in that front office.
0: Oh okay. that's my opinion. All right. Final uh final question, Saint, before we wrap up. Uh are there any trades that you would like to be you would like to see be made by Brooklyn? Like we talked about potentially getting DeJounte or Donovan, but, but anything that people aren't talking about that you specifically, like, I know my co-host uh, has read some articles on Dean Wade from the Cleveland Cavaliers and Pete love Pete, Lo- Pete uh, lost Dean Wade in Brooklyn. So like, w- w- what are some, I don't you know. I'm not that, to that? See,
1: no, I'm not that nerdy. I'm like, I'm okay. not, I'm like, like you said, like, I'm not a a real crazy stats guy. I'm not like a huge trade machine guy. Like I did have a a random weird woke up from a dream the other day. And I was thinking we, when we traded and we got, say we got Donovan Mitchell that they threw Jared Allen back in there. And we said, you know, we sent them clacks, we sent them whatever um that that was what i was like i would like that i would like jared allen back on here but then i woke up this morning and i heard the warriors are interested in jared allen and i hope to lord that that doesn't happen please don't send that man over to the warriors um but i did read that i don't know if that's real or not but yeah no dude i don't there's no real because i know if i look at the nba landscape and everybody's saying it outside of like some random shocking trade, a lot of just normal, like above mid, you know, like what, what's in between uh all-star and like, what's in between like all-star star. And then what, like, what do you call Spencer it? Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I mean, there's really no massive names looking to be really moved right now. You have a better opportunity in the off season and especially the next two off seasons to really bring in, bring in big names. So for me I'm glad to see them pass on Dame I'm glad to see them pass on Levine because those don't really solve your problems right now and if anything Dame just chokes you money wise in my opinion long term anything can happen with his health so I haven't found that guy right now I haven't I haven't found um there actually there was one point guard when I was trying to dip in my foot into that and I'm like yeah I suck at this. There was a point guard. I can't remember if it's on the Pelicans or, God, it was just – uh may have been a team we had just played too where it was like he's easy for the taking. There's no way they're going to hold on to this guy. Like there are players like that out there. Will he make a big enough impact to, to change everything? No, but that's if, – if I'm looking for trades, I'm looking for young, controllable assets that teams are willing to let go of right now coupled with picks. I'm not sure. looking for huge – choking contracts right uh,
0: jordan hawkins was the backup point guard for the pelicans maybe that, and he, what's his name he's been he's been great jordan hawkins he's been phenomenal the last few games even he's been, been making he's been putting up points uh he's a really I don't know good shooter
1: it, but let me check it might it might and, have been him.
0: the pelicans are contenders so if they wanted a dfs or yeah. a royce like he would be the perfect get for us is, is that the guy well, I, okay,
1: this is the guy that you were talking about. Now, I don't I have a, uh, a somebody that I talked with uh, um in a chat and she's like huge into the Pels and I should probably ask her about this this individual because I don't know how how this team views Jordan. I don't know too much about him, right? right. I'm just like looking like
0: I mean, I I I'm just looking from a macro yeah. level if if they want to get more, you know, cuz cuz you yeah. have your core. You 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 have CJ, you have Zion, you have uh, Brandon Ingram. Yeah, Herb Jones, okay. Give me DFS, give me Royce off the bench. Like those are vets that can come in and hit shots and defend. Um, not that Hawkins is, is is bad. Obviously, he's a player, but I don't know. Trade youth for more depth. Uh, could be I a mean, trade. That's so, where like, my head is at yeah. because
1: there's no names that are really like going, oh right. my god, like in and and and, and the, I mean you can tell too because fans aren't really fighting about anybody too much, right. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like
0: no, I know exactly what you mean. The
1: last big fight was Dame, so
0: yeah, and I was kind of like on the fence there. Like I was, too. I know, I know the contract would have stra- strangleholded us, but uh, that freaking shot he hit like the other day, the the buzzer beater Dame against
1: yeah. Dame time in Brooklyn, which still comment. would have been nice. Yeah. it would, it
0: would. Um, all right, Saint, it has been a blast. I do want to point out. I know we've been silent on this all show. Both of us wearing sunglasses indoors is is a is a boss ass move. Like I I just want to put like one person with sunglasses on a pot is all right, but two people like just don't don't fuck with us. Like that that's oh, it, right? Yeah.
1: And this is my mafia. This is my all black Adidas mafia outfit. Um, the glasses had to match. I like I said, beginning I wasn't in, in the witness protection program for embarrassment uh, basketball team. So. Like, the fact that you, like, I was thinking, oh, this is going to bomb. This is going to look stupid. And then when I came on and you were sitting there, I'm like, like, fuck it. We're doing it. Come on. The, the men in oh, black
0: I, are diehard Nets fans. That's what it and,
1: is. And I don't know. We could be hungover from depression from the team. I mean, I don't know. There's many. I mean, I could be hiding. I don't know. I mean, I could have lots of wrinkles, bags. I could have been up late just banging my head against the wall. Well, my- Am <laughs> I gonna
0: stay on fireside? Yeah, I just I don't want your followers to see the pain in these eyes. Okay. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. Well, I don't I don't like to
1: think the term followers. I just I like to say I I I have a group of net fans that I talk basketball with, and if they've heard me and seen my my face, you're good, bro i got i've got i got endless youtube videos that you could probably just destroy make fun of with pictures like yeah yeah you're good you're good bro
0: plus i got the highlights from last game in this lens right here i've just been re-watching it the whole podcast for those who, who are listening on audio yeah you know, it's i got it go, right wait, are, those, are those are those the
1: glasses that you can or are you just making shit up
0: no, I'm just making shit up, but that would oh. be pretty pretty sick, right? If I Ah, oh, he just he should have called a timeout right there. That's there, that's well, where he should have called it. that's timeout.
1: why I said that cuz Ray-Ban has there's a couple glasses that are similar to that like where you can watch, record, take a picture, like so I was like <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, was I so got hard, I damn. do
0: have the speaker ones. I do have sunglasses oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, have yeah. a speaker in it. So those are those are kind of cool. Um all right, this podcast was unofficially brought to you by sunglasses and uh Saint Thank you very much for joining the show. Where can people, I don't want to use the word follow, find you on Twitter to engage in discussions about Nets basketball with you?
1: Um, Saint Nets one. Um, that's where I'm at. I'm always um I'm filling in for Brandon right now on Spaces with Jay from BK. Um, Next Kingdom had a little slow start this year. We're all growing; some people are growing up and getting big boy things are happening, and so we're all kind of busy. But we're there. We're going to be doing more of a recorded, kind of pre-recorded thing after the game, just for for uh, matching time for everybody. So that's going to be back out there. You know, there was something I had to say and completely slipped my mind, but it, that's all right. Um, listen, I'm really easy to find. I'm either on YouTube on Nets Kingdom or I'm on Twitter or in spaces. Pretty simple. Spend. I do, again, appreciate you bringing me on here. have been, been waiting to talk with you and uh, yeah, you didn't disappoint.
0: Well, listen, you're, you're welcome back on the podcast. So we'll absolutely make you a recurring guest. Shout out to Nets Kingdom. Shout out to Jay from BK, former guest of the pod and uh, shout out to the Brooklyn Nets. Hopefully the, you know, they, they give us something to root for in this second half of the season Uh, Hopefully a few trades will be made by Sean Marks, but uh, until then, thanks to everyone for listening to another edition of Fireside Nets. Catch you on the fireside.
1: Brooklyn!